0: All right. Hello, everybody. Good to see you or good to be with you. I can't see you, but uh, glad that you're tuning in again to uh, another session of Ask the Elders. And uh, we've got another good question today from uh, some of the folks in our church. uh, With me today, we've got Hoyt Bradley and Ryan Wilden. I'm Brandon Turk. This is Jeff Repass and Larry Schleif, uh, some of the elders from our church. And we have a new question. And uh, here's the question for today. How do you know God's Spirit is speaking to you and it's not just your own voice in your head? How can we know God is actually talking to us? Uh, great great question. Uh, I think one that many people struggle through and wonder about uh, throughout their lives. And uh, we, we want to know. We want to know, are we doing the right thing that God wants us to do? Are we... Um, pursuing the right career, maybe that's potentially on your mind, or, um, or should we talk to somebody about Jesus or not? Is it the right timing? All of these things that uh, come up in our lives. So we're going to try to tackle this and wrestle through some of the things uh, in Scripture. Uh, some of the things we see in Scripture are just plain about what, what God says about Himself and about um, what we should be believing and what we should be doing. So I'm going to let some of these guys start with some of the passages. We have a, we have a lot of different passages today. That we'll uh, we'll be going through and, and hitting and missing and bringing up uh, thoughts and one of the things that we we realized that as we were talking about this passage a little or this question a little beforehand was that as we were talking we we were recalling uh, scriptures we had read and. And things we had studied and, and um, what God has already revealed from His Word came to mind as we needed it in the moment. Uh, that's just a sign of God speaking to to people, right? God speaking to us as we as we have a verse come to mind that is very relevant for this, that would encourage you. So that's that's one of the things we're going to see today that that God's Word is so sufficient uh, for that and, and to confirm things that we we are as we try to seek the will of God. So some thoughts, you guys? Anyone have some thoughts on that?
1: Kind of where I'd like to start is just when we talk about hearing, hearing the voice of God. You know, one of the, the things that I, always, I find in Scripture is helpful is, you know, the story or the example of the shepherd and the sheep and the sheep hearing the voice. And a little bit of what I know about um, that particular um, job in that day was that um, the shepherd spent every day, all day long, with his sheep whether he was singing to himself or whether he was talking to his sheep or just calling them to himself you know, as they moved through the hillsides. It was a nonstop relationship between the shepherd and his sheep. It was so intimate that even in the night when they would bring all the sheep together, different shepherds, put them all in the same place to keep them safe for the night, that when they came to pick them up in the morning, the relationship was so so intense that all the shepherd had to do was call out And the sheep had been with that shepherd for so long, had heard him in so many different, you know, ways, they recognized it. And I think me personally, as I look at my own life, um, it's important for me to realize that the more time I spend with God in his word, you know, then the more I'm able to hear that voice. Then I know through scripture what it is that's, if the decision I'm trying to make is validated, right? Because I know Know what God is telling me through his word. The relationship that I have with God should be so intimate and so day to day, all day long, that there should never be a doubt who, who it is that's talking to me. Yeah,
2: I, and I don't, I don't think the point is that we hear the audible human right. voice of Jesus. Yeah. I don't know what the human voice of Jesus sounded like, right? but but I know Jesus' words, right? right? The scripture. The scripture. Um, so in in that sense, that's what Jesus is talking about with his sheep hearing his voice. Mm-hmm. They're hearing what he has said, and it's beyond just hearing. It's they're hearing and believing what he has said. And um, you know, you think about uh, so one of the scriptures that came up as we were talking is is in Hebrews uh, chapter four. And it's a very familiar passage, but it really deals with this question about the word of God and what the word of God does and what why we should know that it does this and it goes to this question i think that's been asked sure. and hebrews 4 uh, 12 says for the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart and i think it's really important for us to know that that god's word is powerful. His The written word of God, this is breathed out by God, the scripture says. Um, And it's important to know that it does these things. It's living and active. It's sharp. It cuts. And and it's doing it for a purpose. It's discerning the thoughts and intentions of our heart. So you go to the question of how do I know uh, if I'm really hearing from God and whatever it might be. It's kind of a vague question because it could be a lot of things. Should I marry this person? Should I do this job or that job? Whatever it might be. But I think the point of the scripture is that when we have those questions, we come back to the scripture for the answers. And though the scriptures don't tell me, hey, you know, you're to marry charity. You know, I can't see a verse in the scripture that says that. But I can go to the scripture and I can see what does the scripture say about one Christian who wants to marry. Can I marry an unbeliever? No, I'm not free to do that as a Christian. And I can see that in the scripture. So... God has spoken in His Word, giving me the answers to things, but if I set this aside and just go with what I feel, I really like this person, I, I want to pursue this person, but they're an unbeliever, then I'm ignoring what God has said in His Word. Mm-hmm. And so I may even then ask God, God, can I marry this person? All the while ignoring this. And sort of what I'm doing is saying, I know, you, yeah, I know you spoke, God, but I'm hoping you'll give me something new and give me permission to do this thing. Right. Right. And I'm ignoring the fact that He has already spoken and given me instruction on the life of a Christian and what I am to be doing.
0: Yeah, I think you mentioned it there with that, that passage too. We talk about our, our thoughts in our mind, right? We, we think, you know, some, some would say, well, I, I, if I'm a Christ follower and I get a thought and I get a feeling in my mind, that must be from God, mm-hmm. right? Well, what Scripture is saying is that, that Scripture can tell the difference. Scripture is what helps us tell the difference, it, right. it's what judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We, we, aren't, we aren't to take every thought we have and say, oh, that must be from Jesus because we, we love Jesus and because we're indwelled by the Holy Spirit. We're to keep in step with the Spirit. We're to walk with the Spirit. And, and how do we do that? It's by being in the Word of God. It's by renewing our mind constantly in the Word of God. It's, it's, it's by also changing our desires as well. We'll probably get into that in a minute. I wanted to share a passage out of Second Corinthians chapter 10 uh, talking about these, these thoughts. Again, the thoughts that come to mind that maybe oh is this God's voice? Is it not not God's voice? And going back, what Hoyt said, uh, chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter ten, uh, verse five is what it is. It says, "And I'm sorry, uh, yeah, and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, we take every thought captive to obey Christ." And you can read that for some more context uh, in your home. But basically, the, the idea is that we are taking every thought captive. And we were making it obedient to Christ. And what, it, what it's saying is, God, you're going to obey my thought. No, that's not what it says. It's saying, God, I've got a thought in my mind. I've got a perspective. Uh, I've got an inkling. Whatever you might want to say, is this valid? Is it true? And I'm going to test it against Scripture, and I'm going to take it, take it captive and, and make it obedient to Christ. Scripture says that we would test everything, test everything and hold on to what is good, right? To hold on to what has been revealed. Hold on to what is, to what is true. Those are so important to understand that, that we, we do. We find answers the answers we need right in the Word of God and, and be, through daily living
3: there. Yeah, okay.
4: Right. Second well, yeah. Timothy 2, 3, uh, 16 through 17, it's all Scripture is God-breathed, right? And then it, it says what it's, what it's there for. It's, it's um, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, and in righteousness um, so that they'll be fully equipped for every good work. Yeah. You know, so it's, it is that very much that, where do we look? Well, all scripture is God-breathed, so we can look to the book. It's not, you know, just one little chunk here or one little chunk yeah. there. It's, it's all God-breathed. So. I think part of the problem is we have a hard time believing that,
2: yeah. you know, that, that this book, it, by studying this book and knowing this book, that it has the power to make me as a Christian fully equipped for all that God has for me. It can teach me, correct me, rebuke me, and prepare me and help me to be equipped for every good work. But we just have a hard time, I think, believing that. When we go look at all kinds of other places, I'm gonna go read this book over here that'll help me. I'll read that book over there, and I'm not not saying you can't read books, other books, but um, I think what it comes down to is sometimes we have a hard time just believing what this says. The power of this word that we have.
0: Well, it gets it gets older. It gets we've heard the stories before, right? It's, and I think you mentioned earlier in our conversation, um, the Bible says, "Don't be anxious." Right. But which one of us has mastered that, right? So which one of us shouldn't go back to Philippians and say, "I I, I shouldn't be anxious," and and what should I well, God? What's God's will in my life right now in this time in this season where I'm a little scared? Be anxious for nothing. Right. It, it's, it's clear in scripture that it's there. And so although we've heard it before and we, we memorized that verse in Sunday school and we, we kind of said, like I said, we set the word aside saying, well, it was effective for when I heard it and I've already got it now so I can move on. Well, that's not, that's not true. We, 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 see, we, we search for like these deep, deep mysteries of God and these deep nuggets to hold on to all the while we can't obey. Don't be anxious about anything. Right. right. All the, all the while clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility. I mean, those are things that it says do now. We're, right now. we're looking for the easy thing
2: right I think Larry mentioned earlier I think that idea that um, you know we're looking for skywriting we're looking when we have these thoughts we're asking God for something I just want a simple answer you know yes marry that person right ah, thank you God you know but it's not like that <laughs> but we do have like I said before the the ability to know what kind of a person should I be looking for to marry right because I, I know what God says about it um, yeah and so it's just hard for us to to trust sometimes that this is sufficient, this has what I need for this life. Right. right.
1: I think that it's interesting that the word used in Corinthians is um, all scriptures God breathed. Right? The breath as, that is inferring a voice. Right? It's not that we hear an audible voice but we read. We read the voice. This is the breath of God right here. So when we're talking about hearing, you know, hearing by the word of God. Right? So it's I think this is the voice. You don't have to hear an audible voice. Right. You can start. You can start here. Um, I like. I personally like Romans twelve one through three. Um, he kind of he lays out kind of a, a pattern of where to start, and then when you when you start there, well, where you will end up. And, you know, he says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service." So we start off with the attitude of servitude toward God, honoring God with what we do. And then as we go from there, um, he says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transfi- transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there's this, there's a process that, ha- that happens, right? We follow God. We submit ourselves to God. And we don't follow after the world so that our hearts, our hearts and minds are transformed into what God wants. And then from there, he says that... Um, by renewing your mind, that you may be that you may prove what is good and acceptable and that perfect will of God. So then, when you go through all this stuff, then you'll know that this is the perfect will of God. And I think did that somebody mention it earlier too that you know sometimes God gives us multiple choice. You know, and we can we can make plans. And if we're following God's His parameters that He sets out in His Word, and we're following along that, you know, seeking to serve Him, seeking to please Him in our intentions because right, sometimes our intentions for wanting to do something may not particularly be for the glory of God it Might because it's something fun that I want to do which might, be, might not be so profitable but if we are you know God wants to give his children good gifts so he gives us multiple choice I believe sometimes so we make the steps we take the process to go down a road using scripture and, and even uh, Proverbs 16 um, Chase brought it up it's a, it's a great verse um it says a man, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So it's okay to plan your way, but make sure you make that plan in accordance to scripture and according to you know the things that we already know have heard here in the scripture. Yeah, yeah I mean that goes back to
4: God's if God is speaking to you, it's not going to con- contradict mm-hmm. right what the scripture says. So you may have a multiple choice. But if one of the choices on that multiple choice is contradicting scripture, then that's definitely not, you know, not from God. But you could have two choices that mm-hmm. both line up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the good thing is that if you know, uh, let's say you have
2: three choices of whatever it is that you could you could make, if they don't contradict scripture, if it's not sin in some way, then we do have freedom as believers to make decisions about things and. Going with what you were talking about in Proverbs sixteen nine, we we make a choice on something. Just do it. Make make a decision to do something. Now, I do think we talked about it earlier too that by prayer, right, and spending time in the Word, don't just jump into decisions. It's good to pray and, and seek God's wisdom on something, and seek wise counsel. And, counsel and then and, and the other the other aspect that go to go to your elders, go to a, an older believer in your life that you trust, and not just somebody that you know is going to agree with you, okay? We talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. you know, Confirmation bias you go to to Go to the person that you know will be critical in a good way, that they be will the be, truth. because they're concerned for you. Mm-hmm. They, they have your best interests in mind. And so they may, they'll tell you, you know, if I say, well, I, I really feel like I should be a missionary. Well, maybe if I go and I get counsel from people, they'll tell me areas where I'm lacking that inform me, you know what, maybe right now isn't the time. You know, I'm getting, I'm not getting confirmation from other believers in my life that I should do this. Whereas on the flip side of it, if I go and I'm asking for counsel on something and everybody says, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done this already. You know, you, you have a heart for the lost. You know, you're a good teacher. Uh, all these things. Uh, and it would sort of affirm that, you know, again, as long as it's not contradicting scripture or sin. If it's a, if it's a choice I can make. And then you pray and you trust that God will direct my steps, right? And Proverbs 3 5 and 6. Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. Mm-hmm. But we can't let out that part. Acknowledge Him mm-hmm. in all of our ways. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I don't just do what I want, period, and then maybe later on give a nod to God. I, I want to acknowledge Him in everything, every decision. I want to acknowledge Him and asking for wisdom. But we are free to make choices uh, in our lives. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, my translation in six says seek seek his will in all you do, and he will make your t- he will show you which path to take, and I think uh, a good example of that was when Paul was on his second missionary journey, and he wanted to go into Asia, and uh, the Spirit of God pre- prevented him from going into Asia, and and rather gave him a dream from uh, about a Macedonian man calling him to come over. Both were multiple choice, if you will, equally, equally good. But God had a way he wanted to direct Paul's path into Macedonia and, and basically said, no, I don't want you to go to Asia at this time. I want you to go to Macedonia instead. And, and he does that in our lives as well.
2: Yeah, and I think then that gives you, sort of gives you your answer. right? I, I, I feel like I should go do this. And if in pursuing that, it just doesn't, it just does not work out. It doesn't seem to be happening. And, you know, we used to say things like God opening doors and closing doors and stuff like that. Um, and I think that can be confirmation. You know what? I'm not supposed to do that. And I don't think it has to mean I'm not ever supposed to do that mm-hmm. as long as it's not sin or something like that. But at least for that time being, it may be that God's putting something in my heart for, a, you know, a burden for a certain area or a people group or whatever but it may not be the time now, but who knows, 10 years down the road. And then I may be looking back and seeing what God was doing, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that brings up another point about this hearing uh, God's voice, that I think too often people are very quick to attribute something to God. Mm. I, they have a thought in their head, God's telling me this or that. Instead, I think we should more have an attitude of, of hindsight, like, uh, prayer and seeking wise counsel, making decisions, and then looking back and seeing the fruit of decisions. Or if it was a bad decision, we won't see good fruit from it. But then, you know, looking back, we can more freely say, I can totally see what God was doing here. God did this. God did that. He did this. He was obviously leading me this way. Or he wasn't involved in
0: this at all. And or, I thought he was. yeah. And that's, that's the right. problem. That's the us, danger yeah. of it us to say this is what God wants me to do, we might make God out to be a liar. Yeah, absolutely. Because he may not be saying that at all. That's right. But yeah, so a couple of things to clarify. I I think, you know, we look at the word of God, say, what does the word say? But I think there's another, uh, a couple of passages I want to I'll read, one out of 1 Peter chapter 1. <clears throat> he says this in verse 13 and 14. Uh, Therefore, with your minds ready for action, be sober minded and set your hope Completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So our hope is in Christ and, and Him being revealed to us. Then it says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, Be holy as I am holy. So, such an important aspect of this that, that being in God's will is, is about doing what God has asked us to do. And when when I ask a question like, well, am I hearing am I hearing God's voice? Because because I, I want to be in His will. Well, the first thing we see is it, it's very revealed to us what His will is for us. He wants people to be saved. He wants people to to even for Christians to it's His will that we suffer for doing good. That's part of God's will. It's that He wants us to be sanctified, right? Being set apart for His His purposes, uh, submissive to Him and to authority. Um, and we we see He wants us to be obedient as well, right, obedient children. And it's so important for us to, to make that determination. When we when we become Christians, it's not that all of those tendencies are gone, it's that it, we still have the flesh that we fight. And, and this goes on to think, think through the Spirit, right? How do we hear the Spirit? Well, Paul talks about this also in Galatians, right? And he says, I, I say to you, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So the, in in our obedience we are living by the spirit and as we are in uh, living in obedience we are able then to keep in step with the spirit and hear the spirit more often and and follow in step with the spirit. You know Jeff said it earlier as we as we get to know God we hear his voice and we and, and it just it's it makes clear and I know that growing up in my, in my home I I I knew my dad, I knew my mom. I, my friend would call him up and say Brandon, hey, do you want to go do this? Immediately I would question is that something my dad would be okay with? And I would know the answer to that more often than not because I knew my dad. I talked to my dad. We reasoned together. He, he taught me those things. Or my mom would say, this is what's right or this is what's wrong. So you, when you get to know someone in that way, it, you get that deepness and that richness of, of being in tune with them and in step with them. And, and, it's, and it might even be an instance, right? We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Right. It, it's not even like, well, okay, I've got to really pray about this and seek this. That's mm-hmm. true. We should. Yeah. But if we are living in God's Word... Constantly, if we're constantly going to the Word, if we're living in obedience to God, saying I want to actively obey God, that means we're we're keeping in step with the Spirit. This goes on to the the Proverbs verse, uh, Proverbs thirty thirty seven
3: four.
0: Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. It's not that God's going to be your magic genie and give you whatever you want. You want. He's saying, listen, as you delight in me, as you put yourself in a place of submission to me and surrender to my will and and to my word, I'm going to be changing the desires in your heart. And you're going to know them step by step as I present them. You're going to feel that. You're going to know that. The Spirit is going to confirm that in you. And if you have any question ever at all, default back to the Word of God. Default back to obedience, what I've clearly spoken in so many ways. Um, We we set this aside, and we we shouldn't set this aside. We, We need to be sensitive to the... The Spirit, um, as as he as he stirs in our hearts through obedience to the Word and obedience to, to God and what He's asked us to do.
1: Yeah. So, uh, some other thoughts on that. Just you know, back to the just to reiterate on the um, you know the, the split second decision. You know, we don't want to be waiting till there's a decision to be made in our lives to to go to Scripture to know what God right. wants us right. to do. You know, we, right. we want to be there daily. It's a daily process, a daily effort. To, to submit ourselves to God. Um, you don't want to be waiting till the last second because God may put you in a situation where you're required to make a decision at that moment. You're not going to have time to sit down and pray and call a friend. You know right. You're going to have to make a decision, and where you make that decision from is going to make all the difference. If I make the decision based on my walk with God and what I know His Word says, then I know that God will direct my steps or direct whatever it is I do and bring that to, to um, fruition. And it's interesting yeah. that why, you know, why is this even such a big deal? Why, why is this even a
2: question? And by the way, it's, it's such a good question. Great question. And, yeah. and it, it is a question that all Christians should be asking all the time. Um, but the reason it's a problem is because there's, you know, we are sinful. We, the desires of our heart are often contrary to what God wants. Um, and so so for a Christian to be asking this question is such a good question because it shows that their desire is, I, I want to please God. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I want to do what pleases God. I want to do what's right. And so hopefully this is answering that question. And, and the Bible is so full of warnings about things that are false, including when, when the Scripture talks about how false teaching comes into the church. What does it say about it? It says it creeps in. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's it's allowed in because we haven't... Filled our hearts with the Word of God. We we don't have it. Right. Um, we haven't memorized it, and therefore, when decisions need to be made, I I'm, I'm more likely to make the wrong decision because something feels good to me or seems good to me, but I don't recognize that it's against the Word of God because I haven't studied the Word of God. We're more and so, to the of the yeah, word. so different teachings and doctrines begin to creep into the church, and before you know it, you're believing all kinds of wacky stuff um, because you haven't the word of God in your heart. Yeah. What
4: was it, John 10? It's, it's, I say to you, who who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we we discussed this. I don't know how deep we want to wade into it, but we talked about also, um, and I think you touched on it, just looking at it through the lens of hindsight. Right, yeah. it's not going and and speaking, you know, making an argument of authority, saying God you know, this message is from God for you. Yeah. That's this. This message right. is from, <laughs> right. from God for you. <laughs> right. But, right. But, but often when we hear that, it's, I have a word from God for you. Right. And you're trying to use that as the convincing argument right. instead of letting the truth, the word it's of true. God be the convincing argument. Mm-hmm. You know, or you hear someone from the pulpit saying, God told me this is what I have to tell you today because mm-hmm. it, it commands you in your, in your life. Well, yeah. if he's preaching the word of God, it's true. Right. But but the the argument is not that that mm-hmm. because God told me this to tell you that it's it's solid, it's because God's word says this yeah. is solid, it's yeah, solid. Through throughout the scripture, God is so against people that
2: presume to speak on his behalf when he hasn't spoken.
0: Do you have a verse you had a verse earlier for that? Um let's see. It's a really great verse. Where was it, it was Jeremiah? Right. Let me uh and as you do, as you look at that, yeah, a, gonna, I want to mention 10. something too. There was a there's there is some people are like, well, did I hear God's voice or do, am I listening? Am I and and I I'll, t- I'll say this: we, we want to test everything, right? We test everything. We hold on to what is good. We we take every thought captive and make it obedient. But it's that's not to say that God's not going to say something to you through through a song, right? I, so so many times I've I've been in a certain mood or a certain. Uh, certain had a need in my heart, and I was praying. And I get in my truck, and I, I started up, and a certain song is on, or or I, it's on a certain station where there's a preacher preaching. And I, and I and I just the verse that he shared was was so poignant. And, and what it stirs in me is, first of all, God is God is con- convicting me, and and God is taking care of me through the power of the Holy Spirit. But I don't put weight in necessarily that person. I put weight in the power of God to communicate that way. And then, of course, I test that against Scripture. It, it, do I see that rightly? Is it just making me feel good because I want warm and fuzzies, or is it actually the Word of God that's, that's judging the thoughts and attitude of my heart and making sure that I'm co- being conformed into the image of Christ? So it's so important for us to, to know that too. But with that said, we have to be careful with those who would say, "Well, this is what the Word, or this is what the Lord says for you today," and point to you know, that, that uh, passage.
4: Yeah, this is what God says
2: through the prophet in Jeremiah chapter 23, um, verse 25. I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams. And they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word, Speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, declares the Lord. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. I think such a good, strong warning about yeah. It's really big these days. Dreams, people are wanting to tell their dreams and all these things. And we have to be so careful. Scripture wouldn't attack that so many times. Old and New Testament, if it wasn't so dangerous to the people of God that we would b- begin to believe lies and things because someone's dreamed a dream or something like that. And, and, and not really,
0: it's testing new, anything yeah, against the Word of God. not testing it, right? It's a new right. revelation I have for you to, to hear. It's so, yeah, it's so important for us not to go there.
1: I, like I didn't realize it until just now as you were reading it. I was thinking, man, he doesn't tell them, don't, don't shut the guy down with the dream. He says, let him tell the dream. But if you want to break it down... This scripture right here is sure to break it into pieces. It's like a fire; it will torch it. If it's not, yeah. if it's not to scripture, this if, you it'll know, expose it. It'll expose it in a heartbeat. Yeah, and
2: he, you know, God described them as lies. Right. These are clearly lying mm-hmm. people claiming to speak for God, and they're not. And I, you know, basically, he's l- leaving them to to the punishment that's going to come because of that, right, which he, right. he, God says that that punishment is death. Yeah. Um but he he's basically saying, leave them to that. My word is what I want you to believe. Right.
0: And it's it's so like God. You think God always creates, and then Satan counterfeits. Yeah. So you have these prophets who are counterfeiting, who are lying, who are who are trying to pass something on as real, but really isn't real. And so for the believer, we have what's true, we have what's real, we have what judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, we have our marching orders and our instructions. When in doubt, go here. Um, that's, that's where we need to rest. So we, we can always test and know what is counterfeit yeah. and what is, what is real, what is true. Yeah, And we can say
2: with 100% certainty as Christians, if I want to hear God speaking, I read his word. Yep. It, it's not that he has spoken, but it's back to that passage that talked about how it's living and active. Mm-hmm. He is still speaking through his word. When I read this, that's how we should really look at it. And as I'm reading any passage of
0: scripture, God is literally speaking. I should be listening to that and, and we saw you started our conversation earlier Larry with the passage that that God has chosen in these days to speak through his word right
2: Yeah, you know, and, and so to the question that was asked I, I hope this has been helpful but uh, I just want to say that not to forget that there's freedom as a believer mm-hmm. to make decisions so if you do ha- have a, a feeling or a thought hey maybe I should do this or that and I want to know if this is God again Test it with the Scripture. Ask yourself the question, is this sin in some way? If I'm desiring to do this thing, is this thing sin? Or does it lead to sin? Or does this thing actually contradict what the Scripture says? It may not even be spelled out in the Scripture, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. But if it contradicts it, you know it's not It's not right. But we are free to make decisions and, mm-hmm. and plan. Right. But yeah. God will direct, God our, God steps, direct our steps.
0: steps. Yeah. So important. Good. Well, thanks for hashing that out, guys. Appreciate that. Thanks again for the question. And uh, as always, we'd love you to, to go onto our website and uh, post and ask the elder question that we could, we could talk about here and uh, maybe wrestle with uh, over the scripture. So we appreciate that as always. God bless you guys so much. Take care. Thank you.